this. But uh, we're going to move through this service as God has given us. Uh, I certainly thank God for prayer because Bishop Shear has put the Church of God in Christ on a 22 uh, 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 summit of prayer and fasting. And I praise God uh, on Tuesdays and Fridays, of course, it's on Zoom, Facebook, et cetera. But I pray in, you, in your homes and your daily lives, you are praying to God, you're seeking God for direction. And that's where I am as a pastor. And as I began to ponder, Lord, what to do, how to do, where to go, what to share, the Lord reminded me, you are in prayer. We are in prayer, people of God. The church is in prayer. Uh, the world is in mourning. Uh, there's loss, there's grief, there's pain. And all oh, we heard a word today that ministered to my heart and my workplace today. I was in my family room, but the presence of the Lord visited us. And uh, I just cried out to God because God knows just what we all need. He knows what we all desire. But uh, I thank God, Sister Cassandra, you sang a song before you gave your prayer. Mother Benny, you went and you gave a song before you went in your prayer. You're in the place where ministry and music, hallelujah. And the saving of souls is our goal. So this is our midweek worship. I've got a song. Let me say this to you, saints of God. It's about the kingdom of God in the work of God, in the souls of God. Uh, I had a conversation with one of the saints. They said, Pastor, we all have enough family that we can invite to church and the house of God can fill up. There is a dying world. There is a hurting world. And there is a lost world. But if our focus for 2022 is about souls, then who's going to tell them? I can never get away from Pastor Delina without singing this song. It was a song that I wrote, ooh, probably over, over 40 years ago, I guess. I was leaving out of a church service in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And we were in the church and it was just a wonderful time. And I was riding with the campus pastor at that time and his wife and I was sitting in the back seat and as we were going through the city, we passed a bar. Yes, God. And all of a sudden, a fight broke out and we kept riding. And yes, God. One of the persons in the car remarked, oh, that's a shame, they in that fight. They ought to be in church. They ought to be in church. And I thought that and I said, but Who's gonna tell them Jesus loves them? Yes. Who's gonna tell them there's a better, there's a better way. way? Who's gonna warn them? And who's gonna warn them? Yes. Other things coming on them. There's some things so coming on. God can turn. Yes. Their nights. Night into day. Today. Yes, God. I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna say, Who's gonna tell him? Hallelujah. Jesus loves them. Jesus loves them. Who's gonna tell them? Glory, glory. There's a better way. There's a better way. Who's gonna warn them? 
That's your name, God. Of the things coming on them so God can turn their night to day. Somebody's got a warning. Yes. Somebody's got to tell them. God needs a body. Would you help me say somebody? Yes, Wherever you are, who's going to tell Who's going to tell Jesus. Jesus who's going to tell There's a better way. Who's going to warn us of the things coming on us? So God can the night. Who's going to tell There's a better way.
Hallelujah. Oh, that blessed my soul. Thank I, you, God. I want to take the time to thank God for the message of that song. Who's going to tell them? We need volunteers. We need people who are not ashamed of the, to, to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost world, to a dying world. So we're all about souls. That's what we're all about. People's lives being changed and made better. I want to take the opportunity to acknowledge what you are doing, what you have been doing in a pandemic. We are living. We haven't died. We're living. Praise God. But we thank God we're breathing. But the fact I want to give acknowledge to Sister Janice Thompson for keeping the Sunday school alive and well. You all have been faithful to attending uh, this service. And for that, I do appreciate it. Uh, it's a continued blessing in the house of the Lord. I also want to thank God for YPWW uh, on the direction of Elder Carl Blanton. He's been faithful in keeping this work in place. And, uh, you know, just for some humor, uh, I heard Elder Blanton say that he can't sing, right? Well, did y'all know he was a rapper? Check this out. <laughs> Praise 
Let's show some heart for Elvis Blanche and Mike Jones. These are wanted to give some encouragement to brother carl amen thank god for your gift of ministry that god has given you amen i also want to take the time to acknowledge the upcoming work of mother johnson will be the prayer and bible band uh director leader serving the house of god with the women of god i believe it's always going to be the first thursday or second thursday of the month but nonetheless you'll get more information about that so again i want to appreciate uh, the work of God that you guys are doing and the work of God in ministry uh, through education, the people educating the people of God with the word. Praise God. So here we are today. Let me say this, saints of God. We do morning manna as our schedule permits. Uh, I thank God I, I work from home. So many times I'm at my computer. I have my work computer and I have my personal computer right before me. So those that join us on Morning Manna, we just have our own little worship of praise unto God. And we had a prayer afterwards. But I want to share a clip of a word that just blessed us. Saints of God, we may be in a pandemic. It may like seem like everything is going every which way. But you are in a Boaz season. Step into it. Listen, we're about to close, so I want to tell everybody here and online, listen, Pat, give Bishop a God bless you for bringing that word. I want to hear from the people who are going to hold on. You're just going to see it in 2022. But watch this. If you're really not a, a Bible person that would read the whole story, you will judge Ruth prematurely. Because if you read the front of the book of Ruth, she was a beggar in the field. Yeah. But by the end of the story, oh, after she had married Boaz, yeah. what had happened was, come on somebody, <laughs> she wound up owning the field. Yes, she did. I dare you right now to tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, don't judge me yet. Neighbor, don't judge yeah, me yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shake your neighbor up and say, don't judge me yet. Tell your neighbor my story has a happy ending. Every promise in the book is mine. Everything God said, it shall come to pass. I dare you, lift up a roll right now. If you believe that your story. Oh, come on, don't rejoice over my failure. I will. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna let you go, but watch this. She connected to Boaz, and when she connected to Boaz, everything shifted. Now, if you define the name Boaz, Boaz's name means in a hurry. His name means quick. His name means speedily. I came to tell somebody that the wait is over. God's about to release a Boaz season in your life. I 
declare that things are happening quickly in 2022. I declare that seasons are shifting quickly in 2022. I release a Boaz season over this church tonight. If you receive it, open up your mouth and give God a praise. Hallelujah. There are things that did not manifest in 2019. It didn't happen in 2015. It didn't happen in 2017. But I hear the Lord say now, I'm speeding this thing up. Look at your neighbor and say neighbor. Call out and say neighbor. So you can just stand there if you want to. But I need about 30 seconds to give God praise. I'm stepping in. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. People of God, let me tell you. After that sermon, I did my dance and the presence of the Lord visit us. Hallelujah. We're going to step in to our Boaz season. But the good thing about that story, he told uh, uh, Ruth not to let go, to hold on. Hallelujah. She held on. I want to say tonight, somebody needs to hold on tonight. Don't let go where you are because the grace of God, the blessings of God, and the mercies of God is on you. So praise God, I'm ready. Get ready for what I'm gonna share with you on tonight. Uh, Haggai 2 and 9. I'm holding here a Bible that Mother Benning gave me uh, for a gift. And I kept this Bible in the workplace, in my office. But when the office shut down, we had to take all of our equipment out of the office. I hear an echo. I'm going to turn my, my cell phone. is not logged on, but I'm going to turn this off. Uh, anyway, but praise God. But I had this Bible in my office, and uh, I brought it home. It's a Dakes King James study Bible. I thank you, Mother Benny, for this Bible, because on Sunday night, uh, the bishop who taught the National Sunday School, he put in the post for uh, the people of God to purchase this Dake's Bible. And I let them know one of the church mothers of our church bought me that Bible for a gift. And some of the people began to purchase that, that Bible because it is truly a great Bible. If you're a Bible reader, a great Bible studier, you need to have a Dake's Bible in your library. So, but, but when I brought the Bible home, that's why I'm sharing this tonight. When I opened it up, this fell out of it. This is the prayer cloth that we had the sewing circle uh, design and create. And I pray y'all still got y'all prayer cloth. But this was the scripture that God released in our beginning. Haggai 2 and 9 says, The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, saith the Lord Almighty. And in this place, come on, somebody. And in this place will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. That blessed my heart. Uh, it was hidden in the word of God. That cloth wasn't lost. 
but it was right here in this great study Bible that I have. Because I, I, I wanted to have a Bible on the job. Many times I would be preparing for Bible study on the job uh, when I had a free moment or free space. So it really worked well for me. So now I'm at home. I just got it right with, right with me. But I thank God as I begin to talk about this presentation tonight, I look where God brought us. Uh, when this photograph or this scripture was written, praise God, we were like six figures in in, in a mortgage debt. But, but the praise be to God, faith deliverance is now on a new playing field for faith deliverance. People of God, we are in a new playing field. I'm gonna bring this down because you might, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gonna bring this down. Oh, I'm gonna go back, let me go back. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, I'll keep it up because it's not allowing me to bring this down. Here we go, there we go, there we go. We are in a new playing field at faith deliverance. God has allowed us to pay this, our credit free, we're a debt free ministry. We are a mortgage free ministry. So someone may ask the question, what does that mean to you, Pastor Hayes? And what does that look like? And where are we going? Remember what I said tonight, we are in a 22 day of prayer with the National Church of God in Christ. So we are in that process. And I solicit that you pray along with the church to see what God will do for a new, to a church that's in a new playing field of ministry. So as you can see here, God has provided. Uh, this is the drawings of this original structure. Uh, it is the original plans of this facility. God has provided. When I had plans drawn up for the, the work on Vernon, it was 1.5 million, 1.25 million. But this is a $500,000 complex that I know that nobody but God led us to this place. So God has provided. And as I go here tonight, talking about a new playing field of what a ministry can do. So here's the question. We are in a season of opportunities. Don't let this pandemic scare you. Uh, don't let this pandemic make you afraid. God is blessing souls in this pandemic. He's providing jobs in this pandemic. He is giving increase in this pandemic. But here we are as a ministry. So what's the right plan is, a, is the question I ask that you make notes of what you see. It says, what's the right plan? We have land. When you, when you say land, you have grounds. When you have a building, you have space. What are you going to do on these grounds? And what are you going to do in this building with this space? What programs will be feasible? What outreach would be tangible? We are in a community, and the community needs us, and we need the community. We're, what's the right plan? Are there grants? that we can apply for, that we can write, that God can breathe and do a great work. So who are the right people? The teachers, the clergymen, the men of God and women, the professionals, the licensed counselors, the mentors, who are the right people for a, 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 level, a, a level field of playing for God's work, for God's ministry? These are, this, these are the questions that we're asking, and these are the things that we are laying before God in these 22 days of prayer. 
goes to the facts. So how does the church, how does the church assist in mentoring? Let's define the word mentoring. Mentoring is to advise or train someone, especially a younger colleague. Thanks to God, we have too many uh, aged men, uh, aged women, and, and, and who live life experiences, that you've been through some situations, you've learned some life lessons, so you are in a good position to mentor somebody. So what does mentoring looks like? Mentoring is simply training, providing leadership, giving skills, conducting seminars, conducting workshops to, to inspire, to learn, to practice, to guide, to help, to, to provide methods. Oh, don't forget that word method tonight. Put that word method in the chat. Direction. We're looking for God for direction, for improvement, for God to develop his people, for to develop his work, to give us goals, to motivate, to, to coach us, to mentor us. So we praise God. So how does the church assist in that? So these are things that we can do, that we can offer in our space, in our church, that can impact the lives of other men and women and boys and girls. It goes to the next point. Here we got an educational environment. As you can see here, uh, we have uh, tables. I was blessed to be connected with the pastor on last year. He and I go to lunch periodically. He's a Caucasian brother, but I love him to death. He and I just have great fellowship. We have great conversation. So, but one day I went to the church and he took me to, he gave me a tour of the church. And I took out my cell phone and I took that camera because when I saw that classroom, do you see this classroom? There are two chairs at each table. No, they're not round tables. No, they're not long tables, but there are tables that are fit to train, to teach and instruct minds of men and women, boys and girls. So we have a, 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 a playing field of a church that's debt-free, ministry-free, that God can make in an educational environment to provide training, to provide instruction, to equip, to provide learning. And as you learn, you grow, you begin to expand, but God wants to do more in our playing field on today. So it goes back as we come to the close of this presentation. I'm not gonna be long because I really wanted to be inside the house of God to talk more about uh, what God's gonna do. But we're in prayer and we're seeking God. Of course, this is MLK weekend. And I wanna take the moment to thank God. I know I thank Sunday school, I thank the YP, I think in uh, Mother Myrick and the, and the prayer and Bible band, Mother Johnson, and others you that are doing work in the house of God. But Minister Davis Conner, uh, Connors, he's alive and well. Uh, when I say he's well, he's in the land of the living. He's in a facility. Uh, uh, Brother Connors, it's no secret, uh, came down with Alzheimer's, dementia, and it just broke my heart. It broke my heart during this pandemic. Uh, you know, I missed him coming around to the church. He would drive up there and come in and drop off an envelope and just come and talk with me. And he said some things to me that he wanted to, wanted to see me finish school, uh, go all the way to the top. I had no even dream that I would go to the, uh, get a doctor degree when my brother comes was talking to me. But it broke my heart when I spoke with him. He didn't even know 
He didn't even know my name. So I went to visit him and uh, I saw a changed man. I saw a different man. And all we can do is pray and hope for God to do a miracle in his life. But I want to thank him for he introduced the MLK to our ministry. If he was here with us, uh, physically and able, he would be, no doubt, and we were in the building, he'll be coordinating an MLK event, bringing in uh, judges, bringing in guest speakers. That's what he did. So we salute the people of God who've done a great work in this ministry. So this is, of course, will be that MLK weekend. I was blessed in 2021. Uh, I was awarded the MLK uh, award uh, from Right Past Numbers Base. So to God be the glory for that. And uh, just on this week, I got an email from Liberty University, and they are going to do their part of, uh, of commemorating MLK weekend. So I most definitely will provide uh, Liberty University with some information about what this day means to me. So as we go uh, through this process tonight, Founders Day. We are turning 40, people of God. Uh, that's going to be a big moment for the church, historical moment. And uh, we're going to honor the founder, a twofold blessing, because he began this work in February 2000, I'm sorry, 1982. So here we are 40 years later uh, with a debt-free ministry. And uh, it's, it was, it's my desire to make that a great day. So I would certainly appreciate, I will welcome uh, some, some input, some, some ideas, what you may think to make this a great day uh, within, within reason, we can do it, we can pull it off. Sister Cheryl Carter has already offered her services, but Sister Cheryl Carter, we haven't forgotten your services. Uh, praise God, uh, the time is short. Uh, people are in a situation now, uh, the churches are not longer uh, in place and a lot of people are going through different situations. So if, if we just make it big for us, however God does it, but I thank God that Sister Carter is going to put the emblem of the 40 years as you drive up in the driveway, those are banner posts. And we're going to make sure we keep those banner posts up all year for the ministry. Sister Cheryl drew this design, it's a wonderful design. Thank you for your gift, your talent. It is greatly appreciated. And I certainly hope you guys are taking your photos and sending them to Sister Wilson so we can get our presentation together about showing our colors with that burgundy t-shirt uh, about our uh, 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 EST date of our ministry. Praise God. So here we are. But here's what Elder McDuffie shared with me. He's the founder and I am the senior pastor. But I have a, there's a powerful quote. He gave me these words uh, over 40 years ago when I was going to the military. Then that will have good success. Joshua 1 and 8. But this quote says, you will become successful not because of your skills, because of the grace of God. Saints of God, you will become successful not because of your skills, but because of the grace of God. So you can be successful, not any of your might or your intelligence or your know-how, not about the letters behind your name. And we certainly thank God for your degrees because you did hard work and you put you did some heavy lifting. So we don't discredit a, a degree in the least form. But the fact is our success has come by the grace and the mercy 
of God. So here we are. This is what the Lord said to me. Out of our 40 years of ministry, we have never been without a minister of music. We have never been without a musician or an organist or a sound technician. But the Lord said we are not going to murmur and we're not going to complain. But this is something you can pray for that the Lord will provide. Just as he's provided us with a debt-free ministry. To the, 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 the word of God says the harvest is white. Hallelujah. And but the laborers are few. The fields is ready. So there is someone, the right person, the right individuals to come and fulfill these roles. But we are not going to complain. We are not going to murmur. Hallelujah. And here's about to come to a close in a moment here. But I heard these words this week in the prayer with the mothers of mothers of Zion. On Tuesday night, uh, the national, I'm sorry, Tuesday afternoon, the women of the Church of God of Christ was conducting the prayer. Oh, I thank God for Mother uh, Benning, Mother Myrick, Mother Barney, Mother, uh, all the women of God, all the prayer warriors. Your prayers are not in vain. Your prayers are going up before the Lord. But I heard these words from this mother, and it kept coming in my mind. It said, give us. New methods. Woo! Tap that in the chat, people of God. Give us new methods. We are in a space that only God is going to turn us out of this. I heard Mother Benny tell us almost a year, year or two ago, Mother Benny, you said we're going to be in this pandemic. You almost said a, a year or so, if not longer. And Mother, we still in it. It is not over. Just when we thought we was almost, uh, taking a turn, here we are, right back. Seem like people are getting COVID like never before. We had the uh, Delta variant. We had the, now we got the Omicron. I get, I'm getting texts, I'm getting phone calls of those who have been impacted by this virus. But people of God, but I heard the mother pray, give us new methods. A lot of people wanna go back and, and, and fall back into what you're familiar with what you're comfortable with. I had a pastor on last night. He got on social media and I met him here. He came here a couple of years ago. Uh, he was from Atlanta. And of course he got on Facebook. He began to say, he said, I gotta, I gotta express myself. He said, he said I, I gotta vent. He said, he said, I don't know if, if, if there are any of the pastors who are going through in this pandemic. He said, I, I, need, I, need, I need some help. Pastors are distressed. Pastors are trying to figure out how to navigate at such a time as this. But people of God, we got to keep praying and seeking the face of God. I wrote this this morning. I'm going to share with you on today. Our behavior has more to do with what's going on around the world that's still in the pandemic. Just look around and see the gathering of crowds in rooms and spaces and more no mask wearing, social distancing, a lot of carry on. But the high impact of Omicron, which is highly contagious, seems to not matter to some. What will it take for the world to recognize this virus is the problem? The virus is the problem. Businesses are not practicing regular services. Schools are making changes as the noise on the ground affects them. 
Healthcare workers are exhausted and pastors are trying to navigate through this with the people they serve. And let me add this, I wrote this, and members can attend church if they want to because they are dealing with the virus. But have we forgotten what empathy looks like? What it feels like? Are we being selfish? Are we wanting to see people in our pews in the church just because we can't speak to an empty chair? An empty chair means you can express yourself, what you're feeling. You can speak to those 900 chairs in your congregation and preach like you see the people of God right in their face. But God is nigh. It has nothing to do with the lack of faith, lack of trust, or fear. It's about using wisdom, having discretion, and being thankful for God's sustainable power in a changing world. I said being thankful for God's sustainable power in a challenging world. The theme of Church of God in Christ is we are in challenging times. This is a challenge. This is a challenge moment. And many times people say, say to God, you've been praying. You've you got prayers stored up to God in heaven. But then that prayer that you uh, prayed about, God allowed it to come up. But the Holy Ghost gave this to me today. That prayer that you laid up, it, but, but, but you don't know where it's going to rise up. Woo! That prayer that you prayed last month, you don't know when that seed going to come up that you prayed for. But saints of God, what if? What if the prayer you pray for, it rise up in the middle of a pandemic? The, 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 the prayer you pray, that the blessing that you ask for, my God, my God, it's in the middle of a pandemic. God gave this to me years ago for the word of God. He gave them what they asked for, but it brought leanness to their soul. There are people that become leanness. They become lean in this pandemic. Their soul is dry. They're thirsty. They walked away. They don't know how to lift their hands to praise God. But the saints of God, as we heard this morning, through the word of God with Ruth and Naomi, Ruth, Ruth held on. See, she was, she, they was, they were, they wanted to go to Moab. Hallelujah. Ain't, ain't nothing in Moab. Ain't nothing in Moab, people of God. You better stay where you are. This is not the time to move. Brother Milton can tell you and Brother Dennis can tell you when we are in threat con conditions, there are some threat con conditions that you got to stay inside the building. You can't go open the door. You got to close the blinds because we're in a threat. Saints of God, the world is in a threat con and only God going to pull us out of this threat con. Only God going to change the landscape. Only God's going to open the door. We got to hold on, saints of God. I encourage you tonight to hold on. Hallelujah. We don't know when this is going to lift up, but hallelujah. But while we're here, hallelujah, let's continue to pray to God to give us direction. The Bible says, and I'm a pastoral counselor, the word of God says, in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. I don't have, I'm not the only one that got to have the right answer. But when we got the right people that got a prayerful heart, that got a prayerful mind, and that can see a playing field, and if God 
allow it to come to pass. As mother, as the as our former mother said, it don't matter who get the it don't matter who get the club praise, but all the glory belong to God. Come on, somebody. It don't matter who bring the bright idea, but all the glory belongs to God. That's where we at. I pray for the women of God in this ministry that God will give you new methods how to move your work. I pray for the men of God that God will give us new methods how to move this ministry. I pray as a as, as band leaders and directors of the work that God has given us that He give us new methods. And I pray that He give me as a shepherd new methods. It's just that simple to reach the people of God in this present world. Hallelujah. And we're going to go here. I want to just take the opportunity to honor the loss of Bishop Melvin Holmes. Uh, and I want you to continue to keep the Holmes family in your prayers, that God will give them peace, that God will give them comfort. I had hoped to play this on Sunday, but it wasn't able to play. But I want this song to minister to the hearts of the people. Sister Anita Vines lost her brother on this week. Saints of God, there's loss. Uh, Elder Blanche shared with us about the coach on Monday night who lost his life to COVID. People are still dying from this, this virus in the land. God will, people of God, God will. I said, God will take care of you. Hallelujah. God will take care of you. God will take care. God will, God will take care.
Yes, God. God will. Yes, God. Hallelujah. He'll take care. Hallelujah. Glory. Yes, he will. Yes, God. Saints of God, God will take care of you. He will take care of your families. He will take care of your children. He would take care of your homes. He'll take care of your finances. He would carry you through your loss. He would carry you through your grief. He would take you through the storms. He's a life sustainer. We thank God for the victory report. We heard about Elder Mr. Walder. Uh, they remove all cancer. His body is cancer free. The prayers of the righteous avail of much. I'm looking for God to do the same thing for my fourth daughter, my fourth child. Hallelujah, God's going to dry it up. He's going to remove it all in her body. We, we're declaring God's blessings. We're looking for God's miracles. So only God can do it. We know that he can. We believe he will. He'll fight all our battles. If we just keep still, keep trusting him. Don't give up like I heard today. Hold on, saints. I want you to hold on. Don't let go. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. This is not the time to move. We in a threat con, we in this pandemic. We don't know what's coming on the earth next, but all we wanna say, God, keep us safe, keep us protected, keep us in your will, give us how to love one another, forgive one another, pray for one another, hallelujah. I'm trying to find a slide, bear with me one second. But God knows all things, he's in control of all things, he's doing all things. And for that alone, we thank him. For that alone, we worship him. For that alone, magnify him. And I give him all the glory. I think I'm coming to it in a second. Give him all the praise. And I thank him for what he's doing in our lives right now. Uh, praise God. I want to thank you for Sunday. It was Purpose Giving Sunday. Now you say, Pastor Hayes, we are in a debt-free ministry. But I want to say this, as a church functions, uh, we're not so much paying bills, but we're in the place of operating. We're managing operating. Op we're in our operation mode. God has brought us from a paying bill mode to an operation mode. And I thank God, now God's going to give us how to operate. Let's say happy birthday to Brother Milton. Today's his birthday. 
I want to thank God for Brother Milton for the work he has done. He and Brother Dennis, Sister Atkins, who works in the office to help us get to where we are managing the work of God. So your purpose giving Sunday will help us manage the house of God, the work that needs to be done. I want you to go up to the church one day whenever you're back in the building and look up and see that soffit. Oh my God, it looks awesome. It looks wonderful. But I thank God for the great work that was done by Brother uh, Dennis uh, this week. Of course, thank you all for my wife's birthday on yesterday. You celebrated her well, the love gifts that you showered her with whatever cash app you may have given her, but we thank God for First Lady Hayes uh, on today, on yesterday was her birthday. Uh, praise God. I'm, I'm trying to find that last slide, y'all. It's not quite up yet. My time is still here because if I was inside the building, I would have did a little more live presentation. But anyway, here it is. The Holy Ghost loves me and I love y'all more. Uh, I love you more as God gives. So here we are. Uh, seeking God for the right thing to do. Seeking God for the right plan. Seeking God for the right direction. And we don't want to do anything haphazardly. We want to, uh, we look uh, we look around the community and see how God is blessed. I look at Omega. Omega has done a great work in this city. And I appreciate the scene that that encourages me. Um, let me say this. If you think you're the only one, the smartest man in the room, you're in the wrong room because there are other people doing great works in this community that's doing great works in our surrounding areas. But we thank God just to know that that's taking place. But I'm going to let this be uh, uh, something for you to listen to because this, this is where God takes me. When I'm in a place of seeking God's direction, he gives, he gave me this word. Hello, this is Dr. Terrence O.A. Sr. And I welcome you to another episode of Power Talk. On today's presentation, I am reminded of a very relevant word that's in the word of God. That if we're not careful, we'll run right through it and run right over it and seemingly not really let it resonate with those old, the words of God are saying in that passage. It's in the book of 1 Chronicles, the 12th chapter, and somebody knows where I'm about to go. 1 Chronicles 12 and 32. There's the sons of Issachar. And you know, I usually go to the sons of Issachar when situations in my life seem at a moment that I don't know what to do. I think, God, I have to come to that place and say, God, give me a relevant word, give me a relevant understanding to what's happening. So you see in that book, in that particular passage, it says of the sons of Issachar, who were men who had understanding. You see, let's park right there. These guys or these gentlemen had understanding of what they were dealing with, what they were confronted with. There are times in our lives that we need to step back and seek to understand. What is understanding? Simply gaining the knowledge, gaining the wisdom, understanding the facts, understanding the research of what's going on around you. But they were men of understanding of who were relevant, who were in touch of the times. We need men who are in touch with the times. We are in the 21st century. We've come a mighty long way uh, and we got a ways to go, but we praise God and we're thankful for where we are today. Here we are in this uh, uh, season 
of a pandemic as now going into year three. So we've been here before, and I trust we know what to do, how to do, where to go, where not to go, uh, still put our mask on and all the above, but we've been through Delta variant, now we have the Omicron variant, and now there's something else over there in France, but you know what? We gotta stay the course, we gotta stay focused, and more importantly, we gotta stay alert and vigilant in doing the right thing. For see, these were men's who knew what Israel ought to do. You know, people of God, this is our Israel moment. Right here in these United States, we need an Israel moment to know what to do in our homes, an Israel moment to know what to do with our families, an Israel moment doing our churches, uh, Israel moment. This is our Israel moment and what to do in this world. So again, I wanna just say that as we navigate through these waters, God is going to give all of you a place of direction or a sense of direction. We got to pray to God. If there was ever a time now in our lives that we ought to be praying to God, it is now. We know the most common path of scripture that was quoted when this whole pandemic jumped off. Uh, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and seek my face and pray and do what? Turn. You know, there's some turning that we need to do in our lives from our wicked ways so God so we can hear from heaven for God to come down here and heal this land. People of God, I still believe in the power of God. I still believe in the power of prayer. Matter of fact, I believe in the healing power of prayer that God will come through. He'll come through just when you need him to. But here we are uh, at this time now, you know, earlier, uh, I said January, and uh, we were doing well. We were in our churches. We were doing what we always did, uh, safely, of course, social distancing. Not so much we were always doing what we always did, because guess what? That's, that's not the time to do the we, what we always did in the past. It's time to do something new. I love that passage. Person, pastor scripture says, it is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, but they are new. Come on, somebody every morning and great is the faithfulness the favor of god but here i want to say that as we're now in this place uh where we're exercising a good diligence uh you know as a shepherd we want to protect the people of god that we serve and every man of god do what's important for you you do what's necessary for you i want to say this uh, as a pastor uh, we need to be pastors who are in ministry who want to be uh, encouraging one another uh, we're not here to uh, try to tell each other how to pastor the church because, no, that's what God got to give you. You, you got to sleep with that decision at night. You got to pray about the decision at night. So what God may say to you, he may not say to me. So therefore, we're not going to be uh, judgmental about it or criticize or say you ought to be. And let me say this also. It doesn't take away the faith I have in God if I choose not to go in the sanctuary or if I stay to choose to stay in my home. That same God I, that, I, that I have in the sanctuary is the same God I have in my home. So we're not here for that, you know, at all. But like I say, uh, as I said before, let's uh, uh, be mindful. Let's pray. Seek the wisdom of God. Let him lead us through this, these trying times. I love the theme that Bishop Sheard has, the Church of God in Christ. I concur, Bishop. These are challenging times. When I say there are challenging times, when it seems like things are going well, something else comes around the corner. When you seem like you thought something was over, something else comes, creeps in and try to challenge your faith. But you know what? These are times 
that would try men's souls. But I'm here to say that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It just won't work. And guess what? We're going to be, and, and guess what? God's church, I said God's church, Peter, the word of God said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against this. Even in this pandemic, it shall not prevail against us because God is in control. So as I bring this podcast session or this pirate talk to a close, because you can hear the same presentation on my podcast on Anchor. And again, this is 2022. I want to invite a friend. I want to invite a brother, invite a guest to be a part of my power talk, invite you for a candid conversation, and we can chop it up. We can talk some good things, see what God has done for you in your lives. I got some good things coming up on the horizon, of men of God that are impacting my life, friends, connection. I think it's so important that we have connections in this virtual world. Let's not leave out being connected. God never intended for us, for us to be isolated. God never intended for us to be alone. We need to be connected. We need to have camaraderie. And more importantly, we need to be concerned for one another. The world is full of loss today. People's lives are yet being lost. Lives, families are being grieving even on today. But I want to say this, in, this, in these trying times, and in these challenging times, more importantly, God wants a son of Issachar to rise up. There's a voice out there who can come around a table and bring all the best minds and the sharp minds and have a discussion, not a debate. We need conversation. Uh, we don't. We don't need uh, you know uh, criticism, but we need we need solutions. And and you know, right now. Uh, you know, they're saying that all those measures that we had in place uh, with the mask and social distancing and et cetera, et cetera, uh, washing the hands, they said, with this Omicron, then we might as well throw those things out the window. But hey, we're not going to do that just yet. But we got to make sure we get the right mask. Uh, they said the cloth mask is not as, as effective with this Omicron. So find you a, a, K, a KN95 mask. I found one, got them on Amazon. Come on, somebody. Yeah. The right mask to cover ourselves and notwithstanding uh, we got to take care of our uh, uh, immunization uh, those of us who have taken the vaccine and uh, the booster uh, nonetheless if we're not we're not trusting in those uh, measures but they are measures that we have taken upon ourselves just to make it through uh, this journey so until the next time people of god be blessed and thank you for listening with Dr. T.O. Hayes at Power Talk. Until the next time, be blessed. All right. Thank you, people, God, for listening.